I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is a perfect guest for the show, Emily Francis. She's a highly sought-after speaker, best-selling author, and wellness expert sharing her new book, Healing Ourselves Whole. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What made you decide to go into this, this field and write about this? Well, I've been in this field for almost 25 years. So I feel like I almost didn't have a choice. I've always studied muscles, muscle memory, uh, the body. So my undergrad degree is in exercise science and wellness. And then uh, I did a series of different jobs in that field. And then I went to massage school and graduated with clinical and neuromuscular massage therapy. And then I did a specialized training for people post-cancer that have a chronic condition called lymphedema. And okay. that's uh, through the Dr. Vodder school. I did manual lymph drainage. And then 20 years after my original college degree, I went back for a master's in human performance. But everything I've ever done is studying. I've always had a love affair with the muscles. But then when I became a, a clinical massage therapist, it was like when I would put my hands on people's bodies, I could really hear the muscle messages and I could, could communicate in a way that I don't think is a standard protocol for a massage. And so I, I work with people for emotional release and also for injury. And then for that chronic condition, which are very, very different. So I work different days with different intention, mm -hmm. but I wrote, a, I've, this is my fifth professionally published book, actually healing ourselves whole. And I've written about healing because it's honestly what I've given my life to. That is so important. I, I want to give an example. You made me think of something. Um, my dad was very sick with cancer. So I started getting like these sharp pains in my shoulder and I had all this emotional stuff going on and I could not figure out why do I have all this pain? Well, it was from a previous loss and then add on my dad being sick and I ended up with frozen shoulder. You know, it's interesting because where you just pointed, I just, um, so I have two other, can I show you the other books that are before Please. this one? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Cause I, it's basically like a trilogy. Okay. Um, I wrote the book, the body heals itself. And I wrote the book whole body healing before healing ourselves whole came out. Okay. And the body heals itself is about why we carry pain where we do. And where you pointed, even though you got frozen shoulder, but where you pointed was the shoulder blade. And yeah. I consider that betrayal, things that happen to you without your knowledge. The left side is different than the right. And you pointed at your left. The I've right always had pain like, here. Always. It's my interesting point. because the right is more like being cheated on. People that betray you, they stab you in the back. That usually sits in the right. But okay. the left is more like, this is my own research from 20 years, but the left is more like being a child of divorce, uh, having a parent die. It sits on the left. It's, it's a betrayal, but it's a different <laughs> I don't kind mean of to betrayal. laugh, but I'm like, you just nailed that. I know. But yeah. if, if you would have come to me, because you're saying I couldn't figure it out, I couldn't figure it out. To me, like the left is your receiving side and the left is your giving side, right? Is your giving side. Mm -hmm. So we, you have to look at what side of the body the pain is on, what muscles are storing it, what's going on in your life. Low back pains are about financial fears and also loss moving forward after loss. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times after people lose someone, their low back starts acting up, not to put anything in your head because it should, <laughs> but when you said that about the left shoulder blade, it, it's, yeah. it's not a betrayal per se, but it's like a betrayal that you didn't get a hand in. It's things that went on behind your back that you didn't get a say so in and, and having a parent pass away and deal with such a vicious illness sits it, it but I, but often I find people with that area being a child of divorce or things that happened that they didn't get to 
exactly be in. That's you. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And I had back surgery. Uh, years ago because I was running and I was ignoring pain because I didn't want to pay attention. Because we don't know. Yeah. 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 You don't know what you don't know until somebody actually points it out. And then all of a yeah. sudden it's like, oh, my body has been knocking on the door for 20 years. Right. Yeah. And we just don't know it. That's, this is what my work is about is it's, it's so interesting to me because I'm a massage therapist, but I'm an author. So I'm teaching what goes on behind the scenes when we get to put our hands directly on someone's body. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that everybody has that thought when they lay on the table, there's a thought in your head at some point that thinks, what are you thinking right now? Oh yeah. What do you know about my body? Am I healthy? What do you, what do you, you know, it's like, if you sit in front of a psychic, you're like, what do you think? Do you think I'm bad? Do you think I'm this? Do you see someone, you know, it's right. the same thing, but a lot of massage therapists, when you're stuck working, like, let's say in a spa, you're not having that kind of thought or epiphany while you're right. working because you're just, you're doing time and you're having to get everything done. Right. But I, once I worked at a premier health spa up North and I decided after that, I was no longer going to work according to the clock. So I wouldn't put people back to back at all because right. I, I now would charge a flat rate because oh. my work was like, we need to go into whatever's going on in your body. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be looking at the clock and thinking, well, I got to move on. Sorry. I know we just yes. discovered this massive, horrific pain that has been causing your life sacred hell, but mm -hmm. your time's up. So time to go. Let's talk about <laughs> it next week. Like I don't, I can't do that. And since my work became so sacred, if you will, yes. I, I slowed down how many people I was willing to work with and then took it and it's always been this like theory and then proving my theory time and time again with when people say, oh, this, this part always hurts. I know what that means, but I don't want to say it to someone like I'll kind of encourage it. Like, yeah. can I ask a couple questions, you know? Right. And then again, obviously you, in an interview, I'll say it because what am I going to do? Would you consider yourself an empath? I, yeah, I am very empathic. Yes. Okay. I do. I do think that my work is not in the scope of a regular massage doesn't sound practice. like yeah. yeah. As somebody comes out crying. <laughs> a lot of people come out yeah. crying. Uh, there's something about, in fact, my, we were one time we went to this music festival and I worked on the lead singer and I already knew I was going to work on him, but mm -hmm. I let my friend help and we did some energy work and he's crying like a baby. And she's looking at me like, Oh my God, what do you do to these people? I cannot understand how you put your hands on and these grown men cry in the corner, but it's, it's, it's an, Honestly, tears are a physical manifestation of pain leaving the body. You cannot put them back. So in a way, and I don't want to sound masochistic, it is my goal to get you to such a, a vulnerable place because you only need that huge release once. You Just will never, really? ever release like that ever again. You can still have releases, but you will never, ever release that first way twice. Yeah. So the first time you really go into that, you sweat, you shake, you cry all these things leave your body and you're, and you're done because it's left because the physical manifestation has left the building yeah. and, and you leave there. Like you got beat up, like people walk out and they're exhausted and I'll say, yeah. listen, don't go anywhere today. Just go and sleep and you will wake up tomorrow like a new person. Yeah. Because it is a release. It's a weight on you that's been suppressed and held back and hidden. And, um, so how long is a session when somebody goes in for a massage with you? Uh, usually an hour and a half. 
Hour and a half. Okay. Usually, but I, again, I'm really good at hour 15 hour and 15 is usually the least, but mm-hmm. if it's a, an emotional release, if they start going into massive crying and releasing, I'm not stopping the clock. Yeah. So when their body's done, their body's done. Yeah. But you know, it's, wow. it's, a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful gift. I'm very grateful that I've been able to work with so many people over the years, but it's interesting. I wrote about this in one of my books, because when I worked at that premier spa, I, there was an older woman, probably in her seventies. And she came and she said, listen, I've got this issue behind my right shoulder blade. I've gone to all these different people. I'm going to give you one shot, do your best. And I worked at her like a beast. I pulled out every tool I had in the toolbox. I'm sweating. And I'm like, listen, this is emotional. It's just not physical is, can I do some energy work with you? Yes. And she was like, Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Yes. So I put my hands back there and I said, don't think about it. Tell me the first thing that comes out of your mind. And she goes, my boyfriend cheated on me with my best friend in high school. What? I've been married for like 60 years. What do I care about that? (laughs) And, and it was like, it wasn't, it was not like a chiropractic pop, but this audible energy bubble lifted up out of her body. And we both heard and it just let go. And so the next day at this particular spa, people eat together. So she goes into the spa the next day for breakfast. And she's like, I had a miracle yesterday. There's this woman here. And all of a sudden people are in this mad rush trying to change their massage appointment. And, And people are like, no, we called like three months ahead to book these appointments. You can't just up and switch. But what I always say is you can't plan for an emotional release. That's not when it's going to happen. Right. It's a really random, like the emotional release that I'm talking about that anybody that's had it is like, Oh yeah, that one, that one. It's not like, I'm going to make an appointment. I'm going to lose my mind today. I'm going to cry my eyes out. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to shake. And then tomorrow I'm going to be new. That's not how it works. (laughs) And so, you know, people would come and they would have this expectation. And it was like, don't put me on that spot. This is either a sacred connection contract that we've made or it isn't. So you're either going to get a regular standard massage, which will help you feel better or something really enormous is going to happen. But I don't get, I'm just the hands. Right. Not me. I know. I feel like they put pressure on themselves and you to like, okay, I'm scheduling my breakdown. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm now like when my dog was dying, I called my friend who's a massage therapist. And I said, I'm going to need to come over. I'm going to need to cry my eyes out. Please just work on me and just let me, let me be in pain. Like I knew like, yes, I'm going to schedule an emotional release because I need your hands to help me because I'm one of those. That's not a natural crier. So I I always envy those people that can just cry. I cry if I'm like super angry or I cry at like commercials or movies. I can cry like a baby, but in my actual feelings, crying is really hard. So I need someone to put their hands on me and encourage my body to let go. Mm. Wow. So let's jump into your book. How did you structure this book? So this book, Healing Ourselves, oh, I'm so glad you have it. (laughs) Healing Ourselves Whole is the work you do alone. So it's me teaching you how to go inside your body and listen to those messages that we've missed so Mm -hmm. long. And we go in and the muscle memory, the soft tissues, the fascia, the blood, we're going all the way down deep into our bodies and learning how to sit and listen and stop giving it a story because your body's holding on to the truth of the facts of exactly what happened when it happened. But our mind ejects from the body when trauma occurs, and then it kind of has a narrative that isn't necessarily exactly based in fact, but Mm -hmm. your body is. 
So mm -hmm. I teach you through this book to go down deep inside your body and listen to what it's been holding and needing you to know for you to be able to help it heal. I love it. You want to give us some highlights? Yeah, um, I'm the creator of the somatic emotion chart. The somatic is a fancy term for body. So don't let that intimidate you. Okay. Um, but it's your body emotions. And so what I've noticed is that putting my hands directly on tissue, there are very limited emotions that your body holds different than the way the mind has like several different thoughts and feelings. That's not the case for the body. So for the body, the heavy four emotions are trauma, shame, guilt, and grief. Then you have an action bridge, which is suppress, which keeps you on the trauma side, mm -hmm. process, release, which takes you to the fabulous four, which are just as powerful in your body and need to be acknowledged. And that is happy, joy, connected, and empowered. And joy is a physiological response. And in my opinion, joy is held within the muscle memory the way trauma is. So if you're listening to like, a song comes on the radio and all of a sudden you're 16 again and your boyfriend's front seat and he's smoking and you can smell it and you can smell what perfume and you can feel what outfit and the, all the memories come back, not just thoughts. You're like transported in time. Why? Because the dopamine receptors have let go. The muscle memory has joined and joy has come forward the way a trauma would release. So does joy. Yes. So you actually get to have more of that healthy and then the deal is that we have to learn how to sit in the happiness because for some reason that's really courageous, which is silly in thought, but it's really brave to let yeah. yourself feel joy. I'll share, let me just, let me just share yeah, a quick thing. I'm just going to jump in. Cause you made me think of like a couple of weeks ago, I decided to go look at my high school yearbooks Yeah. and I just like found a letter somebody had written me. And I thought about like, that just made me so happy. Like going back and looking at those pictures in time. And you go back in time though. It's yeah. the release of joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's sitting in you. It's in your body. And that's the thing that I think we miss in healing because we always talk about trauma and pain. And I understand it's the subtitle of my book, but right. you're not just a combination of traumas. You're also right. a combination of joy patterns and happiness and happy right. and joy are not the same. That's why they're two different emotions. And then connected is really important. If I may, because yeah. if your body is in chaos, you're not connected. So the, fi the fibers, the cellular memory, the structure, the fascia, the blood, the plasma, the soft tissues, the muscles, they're not in agreement. So you, you don't have everybody on the same board, on the same team going towards the same goal. So imagine like magnets lining up positive to positive and negative to negative and everybody's every which way. And that's what's happening inside your body. But what we okay. want to do and what I take you through and the every chapter has a meditation deep meditation, which are audio free on my website. So you can download oh. them and actually listen What's the and website? the, um, uh, healing ourselves whole.com okay. and you hit the audio and you pick the chapter and it'll play it. And the producer is a hypnotherapist, musician, and steel guitar player. So the music is Ooh. spectacular, nice. but it, so it's written in each chapter, but put the book down and go listen, go listen yeah. and let it take it into your body. But the connected is when we put those magnets back in line, positive to negative, positive to negative, when we're heading towards the same train track, our body becomes connected, opposite of chaos. And then lastly is empowered. And that is having that joy, experiencing happy, having the connected. So it's all inside your body. And now you take it out into the world and you stay unaffected. You stay in that power place. You stay connected and joyful. That's empowered. It has nothing to do with anyone else. So it's a real toolkit 
for life, really. It's a real, t- and that's why, I, you know, I really wanted this particular book to have the journals in the book and the meditations in the book, instead of writing and saying, go find a journal and do this. I needed it to be everything you need is right here. Everything is inside the book. And then you can read each meditation so that if you didn't understand something that I say, but it's nice to put the book down and just go lay down and close your eyes and let it, let it seep into you and let yourself listen. And then, then pick up the journal because the journal is not just blank notes. It's a five, four, three, two, one of sensory. So when you come out of experiencing the good or the really difficult I ask you, like, what are five things that you could see in that space? The story that your body gave you. What are four things you could touch in that space? What are three things you could smell, you know, and then uh, it, it, down to taste. So we want to really open up all of our senses because in a trauma or in a joy, we do have, you can smell those things. You can feel those things. You're sitting in somebody's car. You can feel the upholstery. Yes. You know, and when it takes you that deeply into the sensory, it helps you remember what your body just guided you through. And then you can go back and remember and kind of work with yourself. Like when new things come up in your life, you can go back and remember how your body gives you signals because our bodies are very similar, but they're not all the same. So signaling to you is different than signaling to me. And we have to learn how our body sends up those smoke signals to say, I'm out of balance. I'm out of balance. Help, Mm -hmm. help. I think your book is great timing in that, you know, in a pandemic, we've had to face so many things, things about ourselves, yeah, the pretty and not so pretty. And, you know, our, as I would call emotional baggage, you know, things we've been through. And I think you really do present a great toolkit for working through those things. I'm so grateful for that because when I started writing this book, COVID hadn't hit. I started writing this book two years ago. So it was just that deep. And it's interesting because when I started writing this book, I was living in Southern Georgia and it didn't feel like the right place for me. And I was sitting at my desk and I'm looking at this brick wall and I wrote in this book and I I was writing basically a letter to myself about your physical environment and creating a nurturing, healthy place for you. Mm -hmm. And I wrote in the book saying a year, what you do now doesn't mean that's where you're going to be a year from now. You could be anywhere. And here a year later, I was up and moving across the world with my four animals and my children and my husband. And it was exactly what I had said to myself. It was like a prophecy of like, what's happening right now does not determine where you're going to be a year from now. And now here I am. And a year from now was the COVID COVID pandemic. I mean, when I wrote that originally saying that COVID was non-existent. And I gave these tools to do your inner work. And then all of a sudden the divine timing of that for it to come out in a place where people really, really need to do that work because everybody, in my opinion, because of the way that COVID has been set up, everybody's reevaluating what kind of life they want to have on the other side of it. Are they really happy? Are they doing what they love? And if not, maybe they lost their job. A lot of people lost their job. Is that the same job you want to go to when you come Mm -hmm. back out? Mm -hmm. You, and it's like, who do I want to be? Because it's a cocoon. It's a universal cocooning. Yeah. You know, who do you want to be now? And so I take you through, I actually ask you the three questions that my spiritual advisor used to ask me. And they were brilliant. When you keep thinking about them, they go deeper. And it's who are you? And I mean, really, who are you? What do you stand for? What are your deal breakers? What are you really? Who are you? What do you want? And it has nothing to do with the Ferrari sitting in the driveway or any of that for manifesting. What do you want? And the third most important question, what are you willing to do to get there? 
And that's the deal breaker question. So I think, and that's the first chapter of this book was to go inside mm -hmm. and ask yourself these questions so that we knew who you are and what you're really trying to get from this book, but from your life. Mm -hmm. And now for COVID, how apropos is that? Who are you? What do you want? And what are you willing to do yes. to get there? I would say my, what do you want has changed in the past year and it changed to, I want to have purpose and meaning in my life. And I did create it more. I, I just, I, I, this sounds really maybe woo woo, maybe not to you, but I look up at the sky at night and if I see stars, I just think like these really deep thoughts. And I thought it's not about wealth. That's not going to bring any kind of happiness. It's about having purpose and meaning and purpose, I love that. well, purpose and meaning gets you out of bed in the morning. It could be five in the morning, Absolutely but it gets does. you excited to jumpstart and see what you can do to add value to your life, but really to others. You know, now I'm going to think of you because I go outside at night every night because where I live in Malta now, it looks like a planetarium. It's oh, incredibly dark love and the stars are like a planetarium. And last week there was this uh, Starlink uh, satellite thing and it was 30 lights going in a row. It looked like Santa's sleigh going all in and out of the stars that I ran. I ran back in and got my husband because I was like, is it a UFO? What is this? Am I, <laughs> am I losing my mind? I see stars, but then I see these little things going in between them. But every night that's where I do my prayers is outside yeah. when I let the dogs out and I stand out there and I just give thanks. And I, and I always say, thank you, God, for my new life. Please let me get to keep it because it's so stunning here. And I feel like I've grown wings and really expanded in a way that I had no idea was an option yeah. where I was. And now it's like this, like, whoo, and I stand outside at night and I just, wow, I can't believe this is my life now. And I feel like the work that I've done for so long, not just this book, all the books and all my yeah. life healing and picking myself up. Cause I went through a long line of really hard times with really severe anxiety and panic, completely lost my footing, lost all sense of what my life looked like. And it's almost like life before and then life after, because I had to create a new life. I didn't go back to who I was. That person doesn't exist anymore. So I had to go to a new life and be a, a new person and new participant in it. And so it's been a lot of years since, but it's a daily gratitude practice because I know, I know more than anyone else, how far I've come Yes. to do a life that has purpose and that means something. And my big thing, like you said, I was teaching high school at the time. I was like 27 years old and I, I really didn't like teaching, but I loved the kids. And I remember thinking, cause I went to massage school the next year. And my rule was, I do not want to lay my head on my pillow and feel like I didn't give anything outside of myself today. Like, I don't want to go to bed and know that I didn't share any, any of myself or do anything good yes. for anyone. Yes. And it just was like, don't let me land on this pillow and know that I was selfish again. Cause anxiety for me was an incredibly selfish place to be. Now it was really? because I couldn't function, oh. but I didn't have any of myself to give. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I had nothing for you because I was so stuck in my own head that nothing mattered, but the glass house I lived in. Yeah. And, and if you look at it in, in a perspective, one perspective, it's a very selfish place to be because you is. really cannot be bothered with someone else because you're too busy yeah. losing yourself. And so I didn't want to do that anymore. I mean, I, it will took a long say time. That, um, I have learned a lot about the power of kindness and compassion during the pandemic. And we are a very individualistic society. And 
we really do need to have more compassion, attention to mental health, resilience, and empathy. We need those things yeah. more than ever. And I have to tell you, now that I've moved to a country where it's not individualistic, these neighbors, even in COVID, have come to help people help each other in ways that it's really a small knit. It's a very tiny island. There's less than a half a million Malta? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but how'd you decide oh. I'm going to Malta? Oh, because my husband's company got a grant from the Malta oh. government. Okay. And so, but we had talked about Malta because of that for work, but I didn't even know Malta was a real place. I mean, for really? years, it was just, it was on my soap opera and that was it. And it was like, <laughs> for real? And it was on my soap opera when I was a kid. So when my husband's like, hey, the boss is talking about Malta. But what I looked up was, is it GMO free? Because that's my big thing. And it is GMO free. Oh, good. The food is completely different here. They, they, it's food spoils in two days. You grocery shop every two to three days. Okay. It's so pure, but the people here are really what makes it magnificent. And I've been so blessed with how, because I've always had my family to lean on. I've always had my mom and my sister, and I've honestly never had to ask for outside help. And here I've had to ask for outside help. And last week I had my two closest friends, both watch my kids for a minute because this is book launch week and I am swamped. And I realized I was like double booked and couldn't get home in time. And and I'm calling them and they're like, of course I'll be there. You know? And I thought, wow, I've, I've never, I've never had to rely on people. This is a big deal. And how lovely that they would drop whatever they're doing. And of course. And when I'd say, Oh, can I, cook you something or pay, or can I trade you massage the trade one? You know, like, yes, I'll take that. Uh, but otherwise, no, you don't have to do anything. This is what friends do. We're just there for each other. We take care of our kids. We it's very family. And everybody here says that it's family first. It's family first. You do whatever you can family first. And it's, I feel like I've created a new sense of family here. It's been beautiful. It's really beautiful. That's amazing. No, we have to wrap up soon, but where can people find out more about you? Uh, you can go to healingourselves.com okay. and you can email me there. You can reach out. You can also grab any of my social media links are on that front page. So healingourselves.com. And my writing name is Emily A like Apple, A Francis with an IS. And uh, I really do hope that I thank you for having me. And I hope anybody that's watching, if you do order my book, please take a picture with yourself with it and leave me a review. And I just, I can't tell you how much it means when people show up and they take a picture. Will you send me a picture of you holding it? Sure. Good. This was great. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.